The scathing details inside a newly released report on the botched law enforcement response in Uvalde. What the victims' families have to say. One of the biggest warm-ups on record today in Austin, but it won't last. Your first warning forecast coming up. An invasive species in Central Texas waters seeing a decline in its population. Why we may not have heard the last from these resilient little creatures. A new report from the U.S. Justice Department says police officers who responded to the mass school shooting in Uvalde had numerous opportunities to change their response and might have been able to save more lives. But it took officers more than 77 minutes to enter the classroom and take down the gunman who killed 19 children and two teachers. Our Monica Madden is live in Uvalde with reaction from the families. Monica. Good evening, Daniel. The 575-page report from the DOJ is the most comprehensive review of this mass shooting from the federal perspective in one of America's deadliest school shootings in history. Now, it comes almost 20 months after the shooting occurred, and families here tell us they hope that this will reignite their fight for justice. It's just, it's hard. Jerry Mata's family will never be the same. His daughter, Tess, was one of the 21 lives taken during the May 2022 shooting at Robb Elementary. People don't know the, the pain that it causes. Since the shooting, the Matas and other victims' families have sought answers and accountability for law enforcement response that day. It's got the DOJ stamp of approval, so now people might listen. Brett Cross's son, Uzziah, wanted to be a police officer making the way he died even more painful. It's frustrating that, you know, he was felled by the same career that he wanted to do. Lives would have been saved and people would have survived. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland outlined the DOJ's extensive review Thursday, noting numerous occasions where police could have changed their response, like gunshots heard, repeated 911 calls from a student inside, and reports a teacher had been shot. As a consequence of failed leadership, training, and policies, injured and scared students and teachers remain trapped with the subject in the classrooms waiting to be rescued. The family's calls for consequences for the leaders who failed still left unanswered. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave that question for the DA. The Justice Department only has criminal jurisdiction where federal crime has occurred that it's something that we've been saying this whole time but it was really good to hear somebody in that position you know finally be like yes children could have been saved haunting families in uvalde where their time stands still And as you heard from Attorney General Merrick Garland, any possible charges against some of those responding leaders is up to the Valdi County District Attorney. But she has not made public any of her timeline in this investigation, nor has she responded to any of our repeated attempts to get in touch with her. Britt, Daniel? That is tough reporting, Monica. Thank you so much. Now, going in depth on this, as you can probably imagine, putting this report together required an extensive amount of research. The federal team looked through over 14,000 pieces of data. That includes body camera footage and audio recordings, as well as things like training logs and police response policies. The team also spent 54 days in Uvalde across nine different visits. And while they were there, they conducted over 260 interviews with officers, school staff, survivors, and the families of those victims.
first warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, just like that, it feels like spring, at least for one day today. Temperatures today have been the warmest in two months. It was November when we last saw upper 70s in town. Beautiful blue skies still at this hour on the Whittlesea camera out in Granite Shoals. The reason? Sunshine and a warm westerly wind really boosting temperatures. West winds still blowing gently, 5 to 10 in some areas. Look at the temperatures, though. It feels wonderful. 75 with low humidity in Austin, 74 in Bastrop, and 76 out west in Dripping Springs. Coming up in your forecast, though, don't get caught off guard. Another Arctic cold front arrives in just hours from now. I'll walk you through another cold snap, which won't be quite as bad as the last. Wind to plan for a hard freeze, though, and some heavy rain just a few days away. All right, David, thank you very much. And with another cold front moving in tonight, the city's cold weather shelters will open up once again. Registration for a spot opens up at 6 p.m. at 1 Texas Center on Barton Springs Road. The city says since the start of the cold on Saturday night, the shelters have fed and housed over 2,200 people across seven shelters. That is a new record. Today, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton moved to end the lawsuit against former employees that brought that against his office. In the filing, Paxton attorneys wrote that his office will not fight accusations from the whistleblowers who claim he broke the law by firing them after they reported him to the FBI. Paxton wrote that this will quote enable the trial to court start. to enter a final judgment without any further litigation. This move comes days after the Texas Supreme Court rejected Paxton's request to avoid testifying under oath in that lawsuit. Well, today Austin City Council voted to kickstart the process for getting more money to survivors of domestic violence. They directed the city manager to look at getting extra money to APD's Victims Services Emergency Assistance Budget. Now that could help victims get things like security cameras and new door locks. Every Austinite deserves to feel safe in this city, and it's crucial that we do everything we can to ensure continued security for survivors. And the city manager will come back to the city council in March with recommendations on how much money should be added and where it could come from. Austin City Council also voted today to approve funding for new heritage preservation grant projects. So what does that mean? In total, 23 projects will get over $3.5 million. The Broken Spoke gets a boost. $50,000 was granted to repair the historic dance hall's porch. Umlauf Sculpture Garden will also get $30,000 to go toward planning the new Charles Umlauf house and studio. Well, zebra mussel populations appear to be dropping in central Texas, but experts warn it might not last long. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department works with controlling authorities and universities that track the mussels, and the new reports indicate local declines. High temperatures have knocked them back and also the lowering water levels. However, they're a very resilient species. Uh, so they can be knocked back and what we what previous research has shown in texas is you know, the population can be knocked back but they'll quickly bounce back once conditions improve now, zebra mussels are not native to texas and are originally found in eurasia as of this past summer the species is present in 35 lakes statewide our digital reporter kelsey thompson has more on how boaters can help minimize the spread online at kxan.com the 2023 world series winning texas rangers were honored at the state capitol today for bringing home the trophy to the lone star state now governor abbott presented the team with a congratulatory proclamation celebrating the team's first major league baseball world series title going in depth on this the rangers 
waited for over 50 seasons for that World Series title. Can you imagine making it the team that suffered the second longest World Series title drought? According to the MLB, the Cleveland Guardians have gone the longest with a 75-season drought. That team hasn't won a title since 1948. A scramble on Capitol Hill with parts of the government once again at risk of running out of money. The short-term plan passed just in the nick of time. The freezing temperatures leaving hundreds of bats stunned from the cold. How the Austin Bat Refuge is working to save them. And the Paris 2024 Olympics are just months away. And while officials say they are ready to handle the crowds, some who would help keep the city secure are out on the picket lines. It has been around-the-clock operations at Austin Bat Refuge after this week's deep freeze stunned hundreds of bats here in Central Texas. Volunteers plan on rescuing even more as we brace for another cold snap later tonight. So far this year, the nonprofit has rescued around 500 bats, saying that is a higher intake than they typically have in any given year. For cold stunned bats that do survive, nonprofit experts say their main focus is hydrating the bats and testing out their wing strength before releasing them back to their roost. If they're dehydrated, we'll inject them under the skin with uh, electrolytes and that gets their system up and running. Once they're warm and hydrated, we can feed them. And after we feed them, we have to test fly them. Nonprofit leaders said more extreme weather events in the winter and summer are testing their resources. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more details on how to donate or volunteer with the refuge at KXAN.com. Apple is now the top seller of smartphones in the world. iPhone sales have now topped Samsung, ending that company's 12-year run at the top. According to a report from International Data Corps, Apple commanded a 20% market share last year, while Samsung checked in at just over 19%. The change in ranking comes after a tough year that saw consumers hesitant to upgrade their smartphones and choosing cheaper ones due to high inflation and economic uncertainties. More secrets of the ocean unveiled as scientists announced the discovery of over a dozen new marine species off the coast of Africa. Well, we briefly climbed our way out of a four-day cold snap today. High temperatures early in the week were in the 20s and 30s. We made it to the upper 70s, a more than 30-degree jump today. That's 77, by the way, not far from the record high for today. But it won't last. Another Arctic cold snap next in your forecast. A bill to prevent a government shutdown this weekend has now passed through both chambers of Congress and is headed to President Biden's desk. But there are still significant hurdles in the way of full-year funding agreement reached between the top Democrat in the Senate and the top Republican in the House. And at the same time, negotiations continue over a separate deal tying money for Israel and Ukraine to the U.S. southern border. NBC's Alice Barr is in Washington with the very latest. And without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Congress passing a bill to fund the government through early March to prevent a partial government shutdown this weekend. The bill is passed. This is what the American people want to see. Both sides working together and governing responsibly. But not everyone is on board. Today we are gathered once again to kick the can down the road. The stopgap measure is a bridge to a full-year funding bill that the top Democrat in the Senate and top Republican in the House have reached a tentative $1.66 trillion agreement on. Many conservatives object, pressing for more spending cuts. 
But while there is progress on keeping the government open, a separate fight is ongoing over tying funding for Ukraine and Israel to the U.S. southern border. Top congressional leaders from both parties met at the White House yesterday pushing for a breakthrough. I think the vast majority of members of Congress support aid to Ukraine. The question is whether or not a small minority are going to hold it up, which could be a disaster. Former President Trump urging Republicans not to support any border deal negotiated with the Senate and Biden administration, dividing the party. If the reports are accurate, I'm not going to support it. To lose this opportunity to get it passed into law, I think is malpractice. A clash on Capitol Hill becoming a presidential proxy war, testing the influence of President Biden and former President Trump. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Right, we're taking a live look at beautiful downtown Austin where the skies are clear and the temperatures have warmed up for now. It's beautiful out, but Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans is back with us to explain why we shouldn't get too comfortable with this That's slight right. warm-up because we have more, and he laughs when he says it, we have more cold temperatures coming our way. We do. I heard I missed a little cold snap earlier uh -huh. this week. With a high of 24, are you kidding me? It was brutal. This one won't be quite that bad, but it will be making headlines here locally over the next few days. So let's enjoy this while we got it, 75 as we said on the Austonian weather cam. Just for a little perspective, this is not only noticeably different, this is historically different than 24 hours ago. We are still more than 30 degrees warmer than we were yesterday at this time in Austin. 32 degree jump 24 hours in Fredericksburg. For a little perspective, we've double checked with the National Weather Service and it looks like here is the record for today. A tie for one of the biggest temperature jumps in Austin history. 24 hour jump, not quite the 40 degree increase that we saw back in 19. 62, but a 33 degree jump from yesterday afternoon to today. That uh, obviously here happens to be a winter thing. Some of the top records, January, February, and March. Now we're about to drop another 35 degrees tomorrow because yes, it's warm here in Texas, but look a couple states to the north. Another Arctic blast, not quite as cold as the last and not as wet as the last. It's coming here though tonight. That means, let me tell you off the bat, no sleet, snow, or anything icy, anything coming from the skies whatsoever, but it will be dramatically colder starting tomorrow morning. So here we are on a nice evening, but by 8.30 or 9 p.m., a quiet cold front, no rain or storms, just a wind shift along it, moves through the Austin area. The temperatures don't drop instantly, but north winds pick up overnight, and by tomorrow morning, these are air temperatures close to freezing in town and a light freeze in many of our northern communities. We're really going to need to protect the pipes the following night, but look at the afternoon temperatures from the 70s, upper 70s today, to highs in many areas, lower 40s tomorrow. What a change. And the winds are going to be biting. Not quite the single-digit wind chills that we had earlier this week, but wind chills as you're getting up and getting going tomorrow in the upper teens to lower 20s. Wind chills all afternoon, even under sunny skies tomorrow. Don't leave the 30s. And look at this. We may have our second wind chill advisory this week coming Friday night into Saturday morning. That's when wind chills nearly area-wide drop below 20 degrees. That means you may need to reconsider your outdoor plans on Saturday morning this coming weekend. What about actual air temperatures? You might get by without the freeze preparations tonight, but look at tomorrow night and Saturday morning, a hard freeze area-wide. This is not a wind chill. The air temperature bottoms out at 24 in Austin before the low temperatures rebound as our attention turns toward rain. Yes, warmer air blows in with our next storm system, so no threat of ice, sleet, or snow then either, but this specific storm spinning right here well west of California is actually going to kick off a wetter weather pattern, not only late Sunday into Monday, but through all or most of next week. 
Over the next seven days, much of this falling on Monday, just several days from now, we may add up two to four inches of rain in the metro with even higher totals out east. This would be wonderful and beneficial, so we'll keep you advised over the next few days as it approaches. Tonight, clear and getting windy and cold. Another cold snap begins. We're at 33 by morning. A huge temperature drop tomorrow from 77 down to 47. Gusty winds almost prompting a wind advisory. It will be windy and still breezy on Saturday morning. 24 with wind chills in the teens. The weekend looks cold, but pretty on Saturday. Rain begins late Sunday and on and off continues through much of next week. Well, the ocean is full of mystery. Experts say only 10 to 25% of all marine species have been discovered. Uh, we told you yesterday, scientists recently discovered at least four new types of octopus, and today brings more discovery near Spain's Canary Islands. Scientists from Ocean Census, a program aimed at discovering new marine species, dove off the coast of Tenerife late last year, and they found dozens of new sea creatures. They include a marine snail, a luminescent green urchin, and new shrimp, sea slug, and flatworm species. Now, all of these discoveries come with the potential for future research. We were not expecting to find so many species. If we find that many new species here in Tenerife, imagine when we go to other parts of the world where there's been almost no scientific study done at all, or into the deep sea where you know we've only sampled a fraction of that and the team went on 10 dives last month alone and they're planning more expeditions this year with the goal of finding as many species as possible across the world's oceans tonight on news nation gop senator ted cruz democratic presidential candidate dean phillips two big perspectives one big election year leland talks to both on balance tonight only on news nation News Nation tomorrow, an on-balance special. Leland Vittert, live from New Hampshire. Will independent voters shake up the race for the White House? News Nation, your new home for independent journalism with respect for all Americans. Coverage begins 7 Eastern tomorrow. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. Video out of Arizona, a light rail train slams into a garbage truck here earlier this month. It was all caught on video. Now, police say the truck driver had the right of way, and it appears the light rail operator ran a red light. The impact knocks the train off the tracks. And here's the amazing thing. The train's driver only suffered minor injuries. Well, the International Olympic Committee said today that it's confident French authorities will be able to keep the upcoming Paris Olympics safe with an extensive security plan. The opening ceremony alone is considered a major security challenge. More than 45,000 security staff are set to be deployed that day. European security officials have warned of a growing risk of attacks amid the Israel-Hamas war, with the biggest threats likely from lone wolf assailants who were hard to track. France will deploy about 35,000 security staff for the days after the opening ceremony, with many of the events held in the city center. Meanwhile, French police today threatened to disrupt airports during the games if their demands for bonuses and better working conditions are not met. They're requesting a $2,000 Olympic bonus. Paris is already dealing with police staffing shortages and shortages at hospitals and in public transportation.
Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, Law & Order at 7 o'clock, then Law & Order SVU at 8, followed by Organized Crime at 9, and then meet up with us back here for KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on The CW Austin, and here is where to find us over the air or through your television provider.